You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you today for the light that you're bringing to every heart. Let someone be illuminated. Let someone be lifted. Let answers come today. Thank you for understanding. In Jesus' most precious name. And let the church say loud amen. Amen. All right, I will continue. I've been talking about the heart that experiences forceful advancement. And our opening text, this is the third message in the series, had been from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I've been reading King James Version, um, Complete Jewish Bible, and TLB, the Living Bible Translation. So, let's read it together. I want to go. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For what? For out of it, are the issues of life. Glory to God. For out of it are the issues of life. Now, I, I love reading it in the other translations because it helps you understand what it's talking about. I said the heart that experiences forceful advancement. It means that someone can be limited by the state of his heart. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? That means the state of your heart can limit the influence or the impact of God's word on your life. I'd like to read the complete Jewish Bible translation. The same Proverbs 4.23. Complete Jewish Bible is CJB. Alright? They might not, I don't know if they have it on the media there. It says, above everything else, guard your heart for it is the source of life's consequences. Hallelujah. It is the source of life's consequences. That means the things that will happen to you in life, your heart has a role to play. Amen. Your heart has a part to play. Let me read the last one. The Living Bible, TLB. The Living Bible says, Above all else, guard your affections, for they influence everything else in your life. Did you see that? They influence what? Everything else in your life. Everything else. They influence your finances. They influence your health. They influence your relationships. They influence your influence. You say, oh, I I feel like I always have bad luck. It's your heart. Amen. Are we together? Oh, I don't know why my own things are always like this. It's your heart. Your heart, what comes out of your heart, influences everything else about you. Now, you see, sometimes, as a pastor, I've seen situations where someone is in faith for something for a long time. God doesn't hold back what is good for you. He doesn't gain anything from holding it back. Amen. No, he doesn't. And it's not even in the nature of God. Because somewhere in Proverbs, God was saying, 
He said that if it is in your power to do good to someone and withhold it, he called it evil. Amen. God called it evil. That if it's in your power to help someone and you withhold, he calls it evil. God cannot now do it. Amen. So most of the time, when it comes to believers and children of God, the challenge is the state of the heart. And many of God's children don't understand the role that the heart plays in their day-to-day -day affairs. I used an illustration, I believe it was last Sunday, and I said, when you see someone having a similar experience over and over again, it's a heart issue. I've seen people, oh, um, I've seen brothers that were in a relationship with a lady that just came to, uh, what they call them, gold diggers. All right? All right? And then they, they say the lady is a gold digger. They say, oh, she wasn't there for any other thing. She just came for his money or whatever good he had in his life. And then he was heartbroken at the end of the day. Then he's now in a new relationship. When you go and check, he's a gold digger with a master's degree. Are you understanding me? The first one he met was a gold digger with BSc. Now this gold digger is on another level. He breaks that relationship. He goes to a third one. He's now a PhD gold digger. Why? What is always pushing him to those kind of people? There's something in his heart. Now, permit me to use the language. You see, there are errors you can have in your heart that will provoke errors in your life. Amen. Are you listening to me? There are errors in your heart that will produce errors in your life. That no matter what you do, until you correct what is happening internally, what is happening outside or externally will never change. I said it last week, and I'll say it again, that your greatest challenge is not the things that come to you from outside. Your external influences are not the greatest thing. It is what is coming from your heart. Glory to God. You see, two people can have the same experience. What I mean is that two people can be in the same circumstance, but the outcomes of their lives will not be the same. Amen. Let me give an example. A woman can have a situation where she had a heartbreak. A man ditched her or jilted her, you know, and then another lady had the same experience. One comes out and becomes a blessing to women. Are we together? And becomes a source of encouragement to many. And that, even the, 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 the heartbreak was even the platform that made her shine and made her known and famous. Let me use the term. The same experience, the same circumstance another lady had, she committed suicide. Amen. Are you, are you with me? Now, let me say this to you. Whatever you're going through now, somebody else is going through it. Whatever you're going through now, someone else has gone through it. And you know what? Whatever you're going through, someone has overcome it. Amen. Amen. Did you hear me? Help me tell someone, say, whatever you're going through, someone has overcome it. Glory to God. You say, oh no, you don't know where, you don't know where they gave birth to me. You don't know. Someone has been born in that same place and has stood out in his own field. Glory to God. So your case will not be different. Amen. Am I communicating? You will also stand out in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, but what makes that difference? The heart. 
how your heart interpreted the experience you had in life. Praise the Lord. Someone can receive that same impact and interpretation is, I am finished. Another person will receive that impact and interpretation will say, well, things were bad, but it's going to turn out better. Amen. The hearts. And so, last week, I went further to explain to you that the scripture teaches us about different aspects of our hearts. Now, the things you partake of in life, your heart can limit you from entering where you're supposed to enter. And your heart can push you to enter where you're not supposed to enter. Are you listening to me? When Simon Peter, in Acts 8, was talking to the sorcerer, he said to him, he said, your heart is not right. Therefore, you don't have any lot or part in this matter. Let me use uh, today's English. He said, your heart is not right. You cannot share in this inheritance. Hallelujah. That means that most of the time, your heart not being right limits you from partaking of the inheritance. Amen. Am I communicating? He said, your heart is not right. And the man had to go and correct his heart. Your deeds can be right and your heart can be wrong. Amen. Am I communicating? All right. Your actions can be right, but your deeds, your, 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 your heart is wrong. And now we're talking about motive. Am I communicating? So last week, I began to talk to you about how the scripture talks about the different compartments of the heart. We read scriptures, you know, we read several scriptures. I will show you several scriptures. And the first compartment of the heart I talked about, let's look at Genesis 6 verse 5. Amen. Genesis 6 verse 5. Amen. And take it from there. And then the Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart. Did you see that? So the first compartment we talked about is the thought compartment. The logic side of your, of your heart. Amen. Are we together? Where you reason and where you think. Where thoughts come to. Now, most of the time when you hear renewing the mind, that's the area, glory to God, the scripture is talking about. Because when thoughts come to your mind, if you don't address them, if they are wrong thoughts, they become seated. Amen. Are we together? And then after a while, they become what the Bible calls strongholds. And when they become strongholds, they influence everything that you, you do. Your decisions, your actions will be influenced by those thoughts that came. Maybe they came three months ago. Maybe they came a, a year ago. But because you didn't address them, they become influences in your life. They become pillars. So the compartment of the heart is the thoughts of the heart. The logic compartment. That part of your heart is where you think, where you reason. When you go to school to learn, hallelujah, and you train, we say you're training your mind. Yeah, I understand that. But you see, education can influence your thoughts too. Amen. Positively or otherwise. Permit me to say that's just like the first, area, first chamber. Hallelujah. So we're going to read further. I'll just show you three other compartments of the heart. And I'll dive straight into what Jesus said about the heart. Hallelujah. The second compartment of the heart that the scripture talks about. Let me use... Two scriptures that will be very, very um, clear. Let's, let me use 2 Corinthians 7.15 and then Colossians 3 verse 2. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 7.15 and Colossians 3.2. Praise the Lord. 
Now, here it says, and his inward affection is more abundant toward you whilst he remembereth the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling you received him. So he talked about what? Someone's inward affection. Go back to Colossians 3 verse 2. Amen. Colossians 3 2. In Colossians 3 2, you see that same word again. Let's read together. I want to go. He said, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, the second compartment of the heart is the emotion compartment. Amen. Where your affections, your desires, your passions are. Hallelujah. Or are you with me? The second compartment of the heart, that is not, that one doesn't reason. Amen. It feels. Glory to God. Am I communicating? It doesn't reason. It feels. It feels. It feels. Some people have trained their, 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 their thought compartment, the logic compartment to be louder than their feelings. Why some people have allowed their feelings to be louder than their logic. Amen. Are you with me? So it says set your affection. So your affection talks about your passions, your um, desires. Hallelujah. Um, give me Psalm 37 verse 4. Amen. Psalm 37 verse 4. In Psalm 37 verse 4, it said, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee what? The desires of thine heart. That means your heart can have things it wants. Your heart can have things it's passionate about. And listen to me. Your heart's desires are also influenced by the thoughts you first allowed. Amen. Are we together? Now, you, you know, if you are a young man and you're married and you're always desiring to masturbate, you're always desiring to have illicit sex, it's because of what you're feeding your thoughts with. You cannot be watching pornographic movies and feeding your thoughts with that and not have... Now, when the desires are wrong, the Bible calls them lost. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's the same thing. It's the lust of the heart. Hallelujah. That means that now you're yearning for something, all right? And the, the, the heart is passionate for it. Glory to God. It wants it. And sometimes it wants it so much that it's not reasoning. Amen. Am I communicating? So, the affections of the heart. The first one is what? The thoughts of the heart. The second one is what? The affections. Everybody say the affections. The affections. That's your emotions. You know, there are some people that they have their emotions control everything about them. And that's their problem. Glory to God. That's their problem. Now, God didn't intend that your emotions will control you. He intended that you will control your emotions. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. That you will be in charge of your emotions. You will hold it. You will turn it. That's why Colossians 3, 2, we read. It said, set. Set your affection. That means you are the one that will put it in the direction you want it to be. Amen. No, you can't like this. You, you can't like that. Amen. Glory to God. When your emotions are not in control, you have someone say, I lost my temper. All the temper losers here. Amen. Say, I lost my temper. Please find it. Glory to God. What they're saying is that the control over their emotion, the anger is an emotion. And they don't seem to have control over that emotion. Praise the Lord. You know, Listen, destiny is a matter of the heart. Hallelujah. You see, if you're someone that your emotions always leads you, you will make a lot of mistakes in life. 
no matter what God wants to do with you, your emotions will always get in the way of what God wants to do. It's not always how we feel that we should do. Amen. Did you hear me? It's not always how we feel that we should do. Sometimes how you feel might be wrong. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? So, bringing your feelings, your emotions under God's word is part of how you're controlling your heart. Amen. Are we together? All right. So, the scripture already said, guard your heart with all diligence. When you're guarding your heart, it means that you're not allowing things come into your emotions that will spark up what it shouldn't spark up. Amen. Am I communicating? So, the second compartment or the chamber of the heart is the affection or the emotions chamber. Hallelujah. And then a lot of people live there. Glory to God. But there must be a balance. So when we say the heart is right, we mean that your thoughts lines up with God's word. Your emotions are under control. Amen. Glory to God. Let me give you an example. Do you know that maybe this year, 2021, God wants you to move from level 2 to 10 in one year. And listen, you move from level 1 to 2 in 5 years. Are you understand what I'm saying? You move from level 1 to 2 in 5 years. But now in this year alone, God wants to move you from 2 to 10 in one year. Then he says, look, what I want you to do is that you're going to fast for 3 days. Or you're going to fast for 7 days. Are you with me? Take out a, a, this number of days and pray and fast. Then you start the first day. You start fasting. By 11 o'clock, they're now frying plantain in your house. Amen. You say, man, I feel like tasting this plantain. No, I feel like tasting it. You follow your feeling. You taste plantain. You break fast. You say, I will do it next week. Next week again, you start the fasting. They bring yogurt. Amen. You say, this yogurt looks like, hey, I've not taken this one before. Let me taste. You understand me? You taste it, and then you break the fast. You know what is happening? That fast is God's discipline. Amen. That he wants to bring you through that will help you overcome that thing that the emotion has always done to you. Are we together? Now, because you feel like eating doesn't mean you should eat. Amen. Am I communicating? No. It's not every feeling that you should follow. As a matter of fact, when you learn, if you want to walk in the spirit, you have to know how to subject your feelings to the word of God. Amen. Am I communicating? I'm just giving an illustration. So, you have people that are emotional. They're so emotional. And so, they can't even stand by a decision they have made. I've messed it up in my three previous relationships. This year, no relationship. Until next year. Let me work on myself. The one sparkly will come. Bobolistic sparkly. <laughs> he will talk, 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 talk. He just say, okay. You know, am I communicating? Those your feelings will keep betraying you. Are you understanding me? You will find that after you are still back in that place you didn't want to be. Am I communicating? So, how many compartments have we talked about? The thoughts, glory to God. And then the affections of the heart. The third compartment of the heart, um, I will deal with today, I just mentioned, all of them are broad subjects. I don't have the time to go in-depth into all of them. So, is, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4, 12. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, it talks about something there. It says, for the word of God 
is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner. Hallelujah. What's he a discerner of? Of the thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. And what? Intense. That means there's another part of the heart that's different from the thoughts. Amen. Everybody say the intense of the heart. So the third compartment is your will, the will, the will side. Amen. Your will, your will, your will, your will. The intents of the heart. The intents of the heart. Your will. Glory to God. There's a part of your heart where decisions are made. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That is the will compartment. Hallelujah. Where you make decisions. Where choices are made. Glory to God. It's different from your thoughts. It's different from your emotions. Glory to God. It's a part that you say, okay, this is what I, from today, from today. This is what I will do. You understand that? You know, I remember a friend of mine who were in university together, and he was a very shabby dresser. Are you understanding me? He could wear uh, uh, a blazer with a kaftan trouser. Are you understanding me? You know, and a sandal and go for a conference. Are you understanding me? And just the, so one day, you know, some people say, Why are you dressed like this? He said, What's there? Then he had a dream. And in the dream, somebody came to him and said, My friend, dress well. <laughs> when he woke up, he made a decision. Amen. Are you understanding me? That means that his will has accepted that thing as truth. Glory to God. And then from that day, you, you, you will know that something happened because his dressing changed. Glory to God. Am I communicating? I also have a testimony of a, a friend of mine also at university that he used to come to class and sleep. He would carry big books to class and then he was an engineering student and then he would sleep throughout. So one of those days he was sleeping in class and then in his the sleep he had a dream. In the dream, his father, grandfather, uncle, auntie, all the people from his village came to class and stood in front of the class and were looking at him. Like, is it what you are doing in school? So he woke up and from that day he made up his mind. Amen. Now, God has different ways to bring you to a place where you make the right decisions. Is that not so? But do you know something? If you don't make a decision, there are certain things that God cannot do in your life. Look at Adam. God left him with what we call willpower. The gift of free choice. Hallelujah. Say, look, there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there's a tree of life. Now, you can eat of every tree, including, including the tree of life, you can eat. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. The day you eat, you will surely die. Do you know what God was saying? Now, that means it's his will. Glory to God. The difference between angels and man is that God allows man to make his choice. Amen. Are we together? So, now, he wanted to create a man in his image and likeness. His man is like, is a, is a, is a miniature God. Amen. Are we together? That's how God created man. So he can choose that God wanted that man will serve him because he wants to serve him. Not because he was forced to. Am, am I communicating? You know, I know some of you here, they convince you, convince you, then you now came to say, okay, let me jog and see what they're doing in that church. No, you have to go beyond that to make up your decision. Amen. That church is my church. Amen. That's where I will start serving God. Amen. I will not wait for them to come and call me again. I will come by myself. It's will. Listen, if you don't hand over your will to God, you can limit God in your life. Even Jesus by the cross, or rather, when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and praying, what was he praying? He said, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Will someone say, not my will, but your will be done? Amen. 
See, submission to God means that you are saying, now you've looked at God's will and looked at your own will. Your will is your intention and God's intention for you. And you choose God's intention over your own. Amen. That's submission to God. Hallelujah. At that point, you have submitted to God. Now, submission to God is not a permanent thing. Tomorrow, another thing will come up that you have to make that choice again. Are you following God's will or your own will? Amen. As a matter of fact, every day of your life, you're making choices. You made a choice today. Amen. You will make a choice tomorrow. Hallelujah. You will make a choice throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, all that you have will be a sum total of the choices you made. Glory to God. You see, that's why that compartment of the hearts, the will compartment of the heart is so important. So important. Why was Satan trying to tempt Jesus? He wanted him to do his will. Glory to God. And Jesus said, he said, if you be the son of God, command these stones to be bred. If he had done it, he's obeying Satan's will. Amen. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. So the important thing to understand that there are the intents of the heart, the will of the heart. And sometimes you know that you might not even know what your real motive is. Glory to God. You know, somebody can just say, eh, somebody can just walk in here and sit down. You say, why do you sit down there? I say, I want the fan. I say, okay. Then, six months later, I say, the actual reason why I went there to sit there is not far, no. You know? Why? Because that's how a man's heart is sometimes. Glory to God. Am I communicating? But the Bible says that anytime you allow God's word come into your heart and shine in your heart, the word of God separates. Amen. Is a discerner. It can distinguish and tell you, no, no, this is the real intent of your heart. That's why the Holy Ghost knows you. Amen. He will tell you what the real intent of your heart is. Oh, no, no, don't do it. You know, there are some people that are trying to convince God of what is not what they want to do. So, God, give me visa. Let me go to Canada. I'm telling you, it's because I want to preach this gospel. <laughs> no, see, see his head. <laughs> Which gospel? Have you preached it in Rumeme? Amen. Glory to God. Have you, have you preached it in Portacot? Amen. You've not preached it anywhere. He says, Canada, you want to go and preach it. And you see, you know, God is gracious. Amen. Our son will be bold enough to be lying to God. Are you understanding me? I say, oh God, you know, you know. You know. Give me the visa. When I go to Canada, I will preach everywhere. The intent of your heart, God knows that the motive why you want to go to Ghana, um, Canada, is because all your friends have traveled abroad and you want to show that you too, you will not be left behind. Amen. So sometimes the reason why some of those things take long is that God starts dealing with that in your heart to correct the reason why you really want to travel. Amen. Hey, listen to me. To correct that reason why you want to travel. Do you know that some people that come to a church for a wrong reason? Amen. There's some people that come to church because, oh, um, uh, maybe you, your boss invited you to church. You say, ah, let, uh, my boss, uh, let him not sack me. Are you understanding me? So I followed him to church because my boss, I don't want him to fire me. So, ah, you're following your boss to church. It's not because you want to come to church. It's not because you're even saved. Glory to God. But you know what God does? God will take you from there. Hallelujah. Anytime you come to church, he will tell you the right thing. Come, even if you've been coming because of your boss, now start coming for the right reason. Amen. Different people came for different reasons. Look at the face of your neighbor. Look at him. Look at him. Say, why did you come? Amen. Different reasons why people came. Praise the Lord. Some people wanted to impress a girl. That's why they came. <laughs> you see, I am also a good man. I go to church. <laughs> 
I believe in the living God. <laughs> you understand? That's why they came. Now, but if that's why you came, now God starts correcting you. Don't come again because of that. Now come because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come for the right reasons. God can give you more than what you are thinking about, what you are looking for. Amen. Amen. Some people came because of a business deal. Glory to God. If the man sees me in church, maybe he will sign it. Those are the intents of the heart, the will of the heart. Glory to God. Praise God. So where are we now? The third one, right? So, your thoughts, the thoughts of the heart, the, the emotions or affections of the heart, and then the intent or the will of the heart. Hallelujah. The fourth compartment of the heart. Let's look at Romans 2 verse 15. And I'll read John, verse, John 8 verse 9. In Romans 2.15, it says there, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience, everybody say conscience, also bearing witness. And their thoughts, the meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. So everybody say the conscience. Say the conscience. Say the conscience of the heart. Put up John 8, 9. Praise the Lord. John chapter 8, verse 9. I'll stop there. In John chapter 8, verse 9, it says, And they, this was when Jesus was with some folks that wanted to kill a woman that was caught in the act of adultery, all right? And then he said, If anyone among you um, is without sin, let him cast the first stone. The Bible says, And they which heard it, being convicted by what? their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the eldest even unto the last and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst now there's the conscience praise the Lord the conscience the conscience is another faculty another chamber of the heart let me just help you with this when we talked about the thoughts all right I've said that that's the reasoning. That's the place of reasoning. Glory to God. And thinking. All right? That's where you reason and think. Then I said the emotion is where you feel. Glory to God. And then the will is where you decide. It's the faculty that decides. Did you get that? So what is the conscience? It's the faculty that verifies and certifies. You know, there are times where you can do something and then later you feel that you will not have done it. That's your conscience talking. Amen. 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 Now, in a life of a Christian, one of the... Oh, I won't have time to say this. Okay, let's look at it this way. You see, the word of God is supposed to affect even your conscience. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about different states in which a conscience can be. Someone can have a weak conscience. Someone can have a defiled conscience. Paul called it, he said, a conscience said with hot iron. Come have a dead conscience. Hallelujah. Am I complicating? That means that he doesn't, um, you know, because the conscience is like, um, um, I'm trying to use the right term. It's like the judiciary of your soul. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand? It judges you or approves you. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So, 
when someone has a dead conscience, it means that there is no judiciary in his own government of life. Praise the Lord. So, someone, and the, the scripture tells us that a believer can bring himself to a place where his conscience is said. Now, the word said there means that something that is burnt and it has lost feeling. Are you with me? Okay? So, a believer can bring his heart to that place. How a Christian can be sitting down and lying to another brother to steal his money and he didn't feel bad. Is that one not on his way already? Amen. That's a dead conscience. Am I communicating? That's a dead conscience. So, the Bible says that we should not neglect having a good conscience. Paul was talking about that. A good conscience. He said, which some have neglected and made a shipwreck of their faith. That means what gives you balance in your faith is that your conscience. Amen. Am I communicating? So, why am I saying all of this? If you want to have forceful advancement in your life, you have to deal with your heart. Amen. Am I communicating? You have to deal with the thoughts of your heart. You have to deal with the emotions of your heart. You have to deal with the intents of your heart. You have to deal with the conscience of your heart. Hallelujah. Now, when we are meditating on God's word, we sit down and we're meditating on God's word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or meditating on God's word, all right? Whatever the scripture is, you're meditating on it. You are allowed, the word of God has impact on every chamber of your heart. Hallelujah. The word of God has impact on the thoughts of your heart. It has impact on the emotions of your heart. It has impact on the intent of your heart. It has impact on your conscience. But you can stop the word from acting in a particular place. I thought I was going to go far enough to enter the things Jesus said about the heart. All right? But I'm almost out of time, so I won't be able to go there. Maybe next Sunday, hallelujah, we'll wrap it up and talk about that. But follow me. If you want to see progress in your life, free your hearts. Amen. Deal with it. So that the things coming out from inside your heart are propelling you forward. That means there are certain things that can become weights in your life. That no matter how fast you are trying to run, if you are trying to run and you are carrying a bag of cement on your back, you can't run as fast as someone that is not carrying a bag of cement. Am I communicating? No, you can't. That's how it is when there are issues in your heart that have not been dealt with. Unforgiveness is an emotion that hinders a believer. Amen. Glory to God. It hinders you. Bitterness. Envy. Strife. Glory to God. So, when you are dealing with your heart, those are things. There are some people that the reason why they've not received some miracles in their life is not because God doesn't love them. God loves them. But I found out something. That our receiving can be blocked by the things that are in our heart. Because that heart is where the receiving happens. Amen. We don't receive with our head. We receive with our hearts. Glory to God. And so there are certain things that are blockades to your receiving. Maybe one day we're going to teach on how believers receive. Glory to God. So you understand that how do believers receive? You, if, if your hand is, you're carrying something, you're carrying a tray or carrying a bucket in your hand filled with water, and then I want to give you something in that same hand. You can't have the two. You have to drop this one to collect that one. Is that also? Amen. Am I communicating? Because that hand that you're supposed to use to receive it. Now that's how your heart is. That sometimes something cannot come in because something is already there. Amen. Am I communicating? And until that thing that is already there is dropped, another thing cannot enter. 
Glory to God. So, above everything else, the hearts, the consequences of your life come from the hearts. Glory to God. They come from your thoughts. They come from your emotions. They come from your intentions and your motives. They come from your conscience. Praise the Lord. Do you know there are some people that they are praying in the depths of their heart. The reason why they... <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, you, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen a lot of things. Have you not seen people that you helped and then they now turn a new leaf? Has that not happened? That means that... And they were pretending all the while. Praise the Lord. All right? In their heart, they already knew that was what, that was what they were going to do. There are people that will say, oh, um, they're filling a um, form for visa. And then they say, why do you want to go to the uh, United States? Or why do you want to go to the UK? They say, no, I just want to visit. just want to visit. Two weeks. And by saying two weeks, <laughs> say, hey, for the next two lives. <laughs> me and the life after me. <laughs> We're not coming back to this country. Now, there's no way the guy... Will know your heart. It just then it starts checking around to be sure that that thing you said is what you really want to do. But you know deep down, you are saying to yourself, "If my leg touch San Francisco, hey, <laughs> oh, and that's how some people are." And so you 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 know, and some people bring those things into their work with God. What they don't understand is that it limits them, not God. Hallelujah. And it delays you, not God. So something that would have just happened in the next one month is now happening. Four years does not happen. Five years does not happen. You know, listen, stop looking for shortcuts. Amen. Follow the right path. Hallelujah. So when we are fasting and praying, most of the time we're dealing with our hearts. Amen. Are we together? We're dealing with our thoughts. We're dealing with our emotions. We're dealing with our motives, which are intents of the heart. We're dealing with our conscience. Amen. When the heart alignment is when those things have lined up. Amen. They've lined up. They've lined up. There are some people that want God to use them. Praise the Lord. But God knows that if this guy can heal a cockroach, he will kill somebody. Amen? So there are certain things you will never see. Now, of course, every believer can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. But we'll talk about dimensions here. Are you understanding me? There are certain things you will never see until that thing is addressed. Glory to God. There are some of you listening to me. That's where you are. Praise the Lord. And you're hearing this message because it's time for you to make forceful advancements. It's time for you to make progress. Amen. It's time for you to go to the next level. So deal with these things. You don't have to go and tell him I've dealt with it. No. Once you deal with it, you just see yourself flying. Praise the Lord. You just see that, wow, wow. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. This is already happening. And then you will know that you have been the one limiting yourself. Last Sunday I said, the greatest hindrance to the believer is not God. The greatest hindrance to the believer is not Satan. 
I said the greatest hindrance to the believer is the man or the woman you see when you look at the mirror. And I know some of you will see your grandfather. But check your mirror. Anybody you see when you look at the mirror is your greatest hindrance. The day that man or that woman makes the right decisions, even the sky will not be your limit. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I submit myself to this counsel from heaven. Rise on your feet everywhere and just take a minute or two and pray. And just take a minute or two and pray. I don't know what it is you heard today, but take one minute or two and just talk to God based on the message you heard. Just talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. It's a personal thing to address. Talk to God. Is it your thoughts? Is it your emotions? Is it your motives? Is it your conscience? Talk to God. Mele kretis, shapato celebroso brediete. Maracatia ecletosolebo brigadier telebos brigadiete. Robrataya katia talaba. Moloso predike tolobo brigadier telebos brigadiete. No more will I be held bound by these things. Lord, in this season, let your word purge my heart. Let your word bring alignment to my heart. Let my heart fully align with your will for me. Let my thoughts align with your will. Let my emotions align with your will. Let my motives align with your will. I'm giving you prayer points. Let my conscience, be a good conscience. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit.